When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.
give me the thumbs up when we're live. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans, and welcome to Coming Up Next. My name is The Boat, Brad Gilmore, and I am joined, as always, by the illustrious Miss Jennifer Sturger, who, by the way, by the way, this is this is a joyous occasion. This is this is history making. This is the first time in the history of this show coming up next that Jen Sturger and I are in the same state at the same time. I know, right? I had to double check with you guys about the time zones because I was like, I don't even know where I am right now. I don't know what to, what to do with myself. I am in El Paso, Texas. That's why my background looks a little bit different. Uh, but I'm heading back home today <laughs> unless the stay-at-home order decides I'm not going home today. So we'll find out. <laughs> well, yeah, we will. You never know with the great state of California, but you're in the great state of Texas. You're in good hands, Jen Sturger. I didn't know until last night that there were multiple time zones in the state of Texas. I did not know that. I thought we were all central. You're in mountain. Who's in mountain? Nobody important. But we're going to be talking ah! about all things movie trivia showdown related. We missed you last week, everybody. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving break. Jen, how was yours? It was good. It was good. You know, I just... uh I was supposed to go out to dinner, and then they closed restaurants and outdoor dining, so uh, I got takeout. You seem like you're <laughs> a little anti-Cali right now. I am so mad at California right now, because I'm doing my part, man. I'm wearing my mask. I'm social right. distancing. I'm being responsible, because uh, I, I, I've made, you know, I, I've made it very public that I obviously I have asthma and things that make mm -hmm. me more susceptible to it. So I'm just not taking any chances. That said, I need everyone that is being dumb and spreading this around, like stop getting my restaurant shut down, man. You're ready. You're ready to I go need back my restaurants to restaurants back. I'm gonna need my hair dye back. Like I am losing my mind. Why do you think I have a hat on today? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why, again, another, another great reason to be in the great state of Texas. I would look like Rogue if I did not have this hat on today, Brad. <laughs> you have grays? Shut your mouth. Oh, I'm okay, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, by the way, thank you to everybody who supported last week. We are going to make good, our, two weeks ago, we are going to make good on our promise. Jen and I will be reading a scene from Back to the Future Part 1 where Marty wakes up in 1955 after being hit by his grandfather's vehicle. We're gonna do that a little bit later, but if you're asking, why would y'all be doing that? It's because we work and we operate off of your donations via Super Chat and via the Streamlabs. So streamlabs.com slash the schmodown, streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. Um, we are uh, funded and supported by you all. So we want, if you wanna interrupt the show at any time, $20 or more will interrupt us and we're gonna set some sort of goal-oriented broadcast today so that we can, um, get those donations coming in. A lot of people, Jen, want to want, sometimes want to, want to see us do crazy things. I'm never eating one of those chips again. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it I, didn't I, seem like it was that bad last time. I think because I, I was prepared for it, but this sauce stuff that I still have sitting next to me made it infinitely worse. Um, and I feel like my, my colon hasn't forgiven me yet. So please. Oh, TMI, bro, TMI. Between Grays and an upset colon, let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this show. We're going to talk about all things movie trivia, Schmodown related. We have the spectacular around the corner. Tickets are available for that, by the way. The Schmodownlive.com. Make sure you go over there and do that. But, Jen, let's get right into rapid fire. Let's do let's it. Let's start it because we have a big guest coming up here in a little while, John the Outlaw Roca. So we got to get through these as quickly as possible. Because you, you cannot make the outlaw wait. You cannot make him wait. He is very, he's a very testy uh, gentleman. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> question number one, Jim. With Ken Knapsack announcing his retirement, what is your favorite Ken Knapsack memory and or moment in the movie Trivia Shmoda? You know, I think Kim has given us a lot of different gifts throughout his time as a competitor at the Schmodown. But my favorite, I think, is something that got us all through the pandemic because we weren't sure how this virtual Schmodown thing was going to shake out. And we were wondering if we were going to miss that that personality, that that flavor that people inject into this league. And Ken showed us that virtual promos can be just as amazing as in-person ones. Uh, so I've got to give it to him when he when he went old man river in his front lawn with like the the robe and everything. I don't know if that was supposed to be a Jedi or not, but it was <laughs> he's Jedi of Bed Bath and Beyond, apparently. But I really, really enjoyed that promo. And I was like, oh, man, Ken is such a genius. I don't think Ken gets enough credit for how hilarious he is. It is so difficult to work with him sometimes because I'll be trying to keep a straight face and there's only a few people that can break me. Uh, one of them being Ken, the other being possibly Jay Washington. Other than that, it, it takes a lot to get me to break face. Yeah, Ken is one of those guys who, um, he's very funny, great off the cuff. I think I have a couple memories for Ken Napsock. His heel turn on Rachel Cushing, very memorable moment for me. I think that his battle in the Star Wars uh, championship match, the first Iron Man match, maybe the, one of the one of the better matches in the history of the spectacular, coming down to the final seconds, like Brett and Sean at WrestleMania, that was a great one. But to me, when I think of Ken Napsok, and this isn't even one of his better moments, I guess, but it's what makes me laugh is that he would all remember when he do an entrance for that you know maybe six month year season run, and he'd always be eating something. He'd look right into the camera and stuff his face with a cookie or a cupcake or or a burrito or something of that nature. Whenever I think of Ken Napsuck, that's what I think of. Those are my favorite memories. Ken retiring, that's a, that, that, that's a, that's a loss, man. That's a big yeah, loss. Yeah, and guys, feel free to send us your favorite Ken moments. Use the Schmobot or however it is you want to communicate with us while I put my earpiece back in. So, Yes. Uh, let's, let's definitely, uh, do that. Send in all your super chats and your stream labs with your favorite Ken Napsuck moment. And this is the one I really want y'all to send in some great stream labs for, or super chats. Question number two here, Miss Jennifer Sturger. Spectacular's coming up. We all love the movie Trivia Schmodown Spectacular each and every single year. And it's really the Super Bowl of the movie Trivia Schmodown. And when it's time for Super Bowl, you know, DraftKings.com, and that's not, that's a free plug. All those sites are, are making a lot of money on all kinds of bets, especially the prop bets. Fun Super Bowl-style bets are happening all the time. Um, Jen, I'm sure that y'all like to talk about these, you and you and your husband, Cody, because y'all are big football people over there. But I want to ask you, what Jeremiah would be some Morris fun? Jeremiah Morris donated $20. When I think of the great Kennets that he brought joy for a long time, his Star Wars Iron Man match was my favorite, but him on the desk is unparalleled. Love you, Ken. It is on the a desk. dream of mine to work with Ken on the desk. I mean, I would say he's probably one of the best on the desk. Don't show that to my bosses because it'll get me in trouble. But I, I do enjoy him so much. His ability to stay in character and be that heel commentator, but also still keeping it light and funny. I mean, it's just pure Ken. 
Can I throw in can. one there? I want to throw in one go I heard. For, go for it, PLD. The, uh, the des- speaking of the desk moment, there was kind of a blooper when he gave away the answer to the match during his banter and then realized it. <laughs> and Mark had a back and forth about it. It was like Insidious was the answer. And he went, oh, I could have picked, picked any other horror movie. But he, he turned with it, made it a bit, and it was funny. Pure professional. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He was funny. He kind of had the, uh, like, I don't know what's going on right now, but I have everything under control. Do you know what, you know what I mean? Yes. That, that's his kind of vibe that he gives off, and I really enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, Jen, what would be some fun Super Bowl-like style wagers that we could make for this spectacular? Hmm. It's amazing because this is the, the first spectacular we're not going to have Roka. And so I like – but if Roka was involved, I would say the number of times they have to bleep him. <laughs> Number of times Roka has to get bleeped, I think, is a good one. I think number of challenges, setting an over under, maybe at like two and a half or something okay. like that. You know, whenever they do, whenever they number do number of times Winston yells drip drip. Oh, that's a good one too. We we have to we could set an over under on that one. Um, number of times Christian sexy Harloff, numbers. yes, sexy numbers. Number of times Christian Harloff mispronounces a word in the question, I think, would be a good one, especially in the inner geek in the inner geekdom match in the inner geekdom match. Um, so these are all ones that come to my mind. Uh, what what do some of the fans think? I want to see what you know what they think. Uh, Kevin Smith is probably going to get bleeped a lot. That would be a great one. That oh would be God, a great that'd one. That'd be so epic. Yeah, people still talking about that. A drinking game for every time he says uh, "drip drip." Winston Marshall, AJ Lancaster says a prop bet. Does Roca even show up? Okay, that's interesting. Um, any sort of surprise appearance would be great. That's a, always a fun prop bet. Over under combined for all six matches as far as total points for all six matches. Mm-hmm. That's a fun bet. I like these. I think we should put together some sort of official scorecard. Um, I don't think we can bet money. I don't know if that'd be appropriate. But we can always set up some sort of I love official... that you think I have money. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have money to bet. You can't go to a <laughs> restaurant, though. So what are you spending it on, Jen? Um, um, so Home those, hair dye. How many times the Shmominati is said? That's a good one as well. And you know what? Speaking of the Shmominati, let's get to this one real quick, and then I think we might have to take a break to get to Roca, and then we'll get back to the rest of our show after this. Oh, okay, no. Okay, anyway, we're still good, PLD tells me. So question number three, who's behind the Shmominati? We've heard Andrew Guy talk about it. We saw some scenes week prior to last where um, Andrew Guy seemed to have maybe figured something out in regards to the Shmominati. Jen, who do you think is behind the grand plan if the Shmominati does indeed exist? I don't know that the Shmominati exist. That's the thing. I think the Shmominati is something that potentially Guy has kind of created in his head as like a coping mechanism. You know what I mean? Like that's that's sadly what I think it is. I think all this time being at home alone and us being isolated from each other, I think Guy has lost his mind. Well, I like that angle. I like that angle only because it's kind of like a Tyler Durden thing from Fight yes. Club. The whole time, it, you know, there is no Tyler Durden, right? Um, it's all it's God. All that'd be mind. so amazing. I mean, I'd like to think I'm a genius for saying it out loud. You would be a genius, but now that we said it, it's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> can I tell you who I think's behind the Shmominati? Think about think about Andrew Guy, right? Think about Andrew Guy. There's been somebody who's been very vocal for the majority of this year, um, anti-Andrew Guy. 
I've been very pro Andrew Guy in my Schmodown related career. There's been somebody who I've been closely associated with who's very anti Andrew Guy. And that is why I believe the leader, the man who's behind the Shmomenati, is Frank Jenga Janish. Oh, Frank Janish is behind the Shmomenati. garbage. No, think about it. He has all the numbers. He's control of everything. He has the data. He knows how to set stuff up. And he's one of those guys who's not very visible all the time, right? You don't see a lot of Frank Janish. You don't hear a lot from Frank Janish unless you follow him on Twitter. Maybe he stirs the pot, right? Every time you see him comment in the Facebook group, he's stirring the pot. Every tweet he puts out about the Schmodown, stirring the pot. And then all of a sudden he started to call Jeremiah himself. Jeremiah Morris donated $20. I've bet with Kaiser and taking his money is fun. Also, the Shmiminati exists, and now I think Jen isn't in it, but Jessica is thoughts. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Maybe, 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 maybe. Why you guys got to put that on me? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh-oh. Playing coy. Playing coy. No, I'm thinking that's pretty direct. I'm denying it. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 That's fine. You're direct, directly denying? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Are you not just mm -hmm. trying to throw us off? I think it's Frank Janish. I really do. The more I think about this, the more I think it has to be Frank Janish. He'd be so unassuming, so unexpected. That's why it would be so great if it happened. So lame. Lame. Okay, hold on now. Hold on now. I can talk bad about Frank Janish, okay? Nobody else can. <laughs> don't, say, don't say my man Frank would be lame. I think that would be You're great. Like, you can't come for him. He's my idiot. <laughs> Take my earrings out, girl. Don't make me. I'll de-scarf on you. Um, I, <laughs> I think it's Frank Janish, though. I really do. I think I do. But y'all let us know what you think. In the in the chats, make sure you let us know. Super chat it over. Streamlabs it over. We would like to hear what you think. Who is the Shmominati and what would be the what would be the best angle for this? You know what I mean? Uh, or you know who it could be? What if what if all the lights went out? During the middle of the of the, I know it's a stream, but during the middle of the stream, and we cut to a a scene, or an empty stage, spotlight hits, and out walks the sixty one year old icon Sting, and Sting is behind the Schmominati. That would be something. <laughs> Take us to break, for the love of God. <laughs> We're gonna go to a quick break right now. Here on coming up next, and when we come back, speaking of sixty one year olds, that is rude. He's gonna he's gonna kill you for that one. Bring us back. Disney film features the blue fairy granting a wish. I'm, well, Sleeping Beauty. This, you know, there is a blue fairy, so there abs there absolutely is a blue fairy giving a wish. I don't know if there's uh, fairy but she's not known as the but... blue fairy. But she's I mean, if you want Cinderella is is bibbity bobbity boo. There's two. The answer was Pinocchio. The blue fairy. But that's a, that's a loaded question. I'm, I'm going to call it, that's controversy. Controversy. Uh, well, we're off to a rock, rocking start here. Okay. Controversy. Action adventure. You need to show your daughter Pinocchio. It's a good movie. Yeah. Which film sees Arnold play a narc named Ivan Danko? Red Dawn. Yeah. Red Heat. Yeah. Oh, Red Heat. That's, uh, that's yeah, that's so that's kind of kind of incorrect. Yeah, kind of incorrect. That's Blue Fairy thing. Screw, screw yeah. That. Yeah. Sorry, Watch up. Pinocchio. It's the blue fairy guy. I, I don't know what to tell you. But there's three blue fairies. <laughs> it's the fairy godmothers and then the blue fairy. So, yeah. Okay. In I, I, I researched this crap. You think I wanted to do Pinocchio questions? <laughs> Thanks, Cobster. <laughs> In sci-fi, who is the only person capable of getting Jurassic Park back online? 
Um, uh, Newman. <laughs> we cannot we accept ex- Newman. We can't. We will not accept Newman. His no. Name, what's his name? Fuckface McGee. I don't know. Uh, Whoa! Wow. We just went explicit. Wow. Harlop is upset. It's Newman. Wow. The Newman character. Dennis Nedry was right. his name. Yes. Played by Wayne Knight. Would you have accepted Wayne Knight? Uh, no. His name is Dennis Nedry. What uh, character okay. got Jurassic Park okay. online? Okay. Everybody thinks I'm up here. They think they can just massage the rules. <laughs> I didn't even. I swear to God. I do not believe. <laughs> I swear to God. What just happened here? Christian Harloff. That blue fairy sucks my balls! <laughs> upset. Christian Harloff. for me. The blue fairy oh my sucks my balls! Has, and, and Christian Harloff, I'm going to give you a chance here. If you want to if you want to try to start some controversy right now with the line Not of the questions, then you can go ahead. But, but let it be known, you lost by two points tonight. That blue fairy question was only worth one. And oh, it's However, it would have been a tie. And the, the other fairies... The other fairies are known by different names. The only name that the blue fairy is known as in Pinocchio is the blue fairy, hence her moniker, the blue fairy. Not the blue one, which is what everybody calls the other fairies. There's, so oh, there's a blue one, there's the green so you're one. You're saying I have a chance to retort, but you're... you're, you're <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making a point. And you're sitting there, you're stewing a little bit because you are. Look, I was sitting where you were. Okay, right. and I was wearing a very tight devil's outfit. Mm-hmm. You're at least dressed comfortably. And I also, I, I jumped the gun. I don't want to take anything from Makuga. He won, he won fair and square. But like, I the thing, I jumped the gun by saying Red Dawn. I should have said, I should have. Uh, it was a miss. It was a it miss. miss. I should have said Red Heat. But the Blue Fairy, make a meme of it, can suck my balls. I hate the Blue Fairy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. You, you hate the Blue Fairy, yeah. but you don't hate the game. No. You don't hate Schmoville. I hate you right now. You can hate, hate me right now, <laughs> but it's really not my <laughs> fault that you lost this game. That's it's questions in the first round weren't great from my <laughs> they were tough. You, you brought this up. You want to talk about it on the air? We're talking about uh, yeah, I know, but I, but but I'd I like you to be it. fair about it because just because the I questions weren't to your liking and to your skill set, I'd like everybody else to I take on this. Alicia, how did you fairy. think the how did you think the Schmoville questions went in the first round? They were they were tough questions for this round, definitely. But do you think that the blue fairy thing could have been a, any like the fact that there are three blue fairies in Disney? I don't know Disney well enough just to saying. comment. All right, it doesn't matter. I I don't want to take away from Makuga. It was a great win. It was a big win, and I'm actually I'm super happy. Happy that that he was able to do it because he's. I, I love this guy. I'm glad. I'm glad that. He- And welcome back to
and welcome back to coming up next i am the boat brad gilmore joined by the sturge jennifer sturger and we also have a special guest joining us right now as advertised the outlaw one of the founding fathers one of the faces on the mount rush schmo he is john roca john how you doing doing great thanks for having me on i'm excited uh, it's been a it's been a minute since i've seen your face brother so i'm uh excited but i'm even doubly excited to be on the show with jen sturgeon who i haven't seen in a lifetime it feels like so i'm excited to be on here talking some showdown it feels like another world how are your shows going you've been running your own your own network and your own shows and it's been, they've been phenomenal i really enjoy your Thank take you. on sports and your take on politics because they're just they're just so honest and they just come from such a good place. Like, I feel like you tackle the issues in sports that I want to tackle in sports, which is the stuff no one else wants to touch because they're too scared to. Yeah. I, you know, it's never, I mean, they don't call me the outlaw because I'm afraid to talk about something. Lord knows. It's just, it's the thing that I, I want the brand to represent that the idea that everything's on the table, everything's open to be discussed and everything's open to be explored and it, politics, sports, entertainment, star Wars, what have you. And I've been very lucky and blessed to have found so many incredibly talented and intelligent people to be my co-hosts on all those shows. So we can have these really engaging and fun conversations. So, and, and the audience has been, building you know and it's been great to see that so to me it's just that this little this little outlet that could that we're pushing up the hill and i hope uh, we get to the mountaintop someday and it'll be great uh when we do I and mean, i'll definitely thank everybody who got on board from the beginning so it's been fun thanks Absolutely. I, i'm sure it's been great man and uh, you know we were just talking a little bit about westbrook heading heading to your team heading to the oh yeah Lakers. but you're but here's the thing john yeah, I, and I got love for you, but you're like a Wizards fan and a Laker fan. I'm not a Laker fan. fan. I'm not a, a Lakers like fan. Everything fan. <laughs> no. You're like an everything fan. It bothers Look, me. I, I don't know who you root for. That's because you're still young, Brad. When you get older, you realize these things aren't that big of a deal. You can John cheer for is people. Like he's that guy that goes. I just want everybody to have fun. I just can't. We all just get along. Both can we? Me, you know? have fun. Can we I get cheer for all the countries. That says that I just want both teams to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> every logo on there on the front and back but no i mean i i'm not i've never been a lakers fan ever since magic left i stopped being a lakers fan it's all about the players and the people that get involved wizards always because you know i'm from dc yankees because we didn't have baseball so those were the teams that i cheered for and that's the reason why but i never veer away from uh from my wizards to the point where i would totally walk away from them i love that wrestle westbrook is coming it's about time we had an alpha dog to tear some stuff up in the uh, in the DC area. So I'm excited about it. It's been a bit, I've been as excited as we've got Chris Weber. So I I'm, 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 I'm curious to see what he does. He had to get out of that Houston cesspool and come to a real city and have some fun and do his thing. Well, he's, he's got to tear up DC. That's, that's for damn sure. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he did a good job of that in Houston too. Um, yeah, brother. But hey, but hey we're, we're, you say when you get to a certain age, you, you want to just, uh, you want to root for people and, and you want to yeah. see the teams have fun or what have you. Is that how you feel within your Schmodown career? Cause you're still, Ooh, you're still playing. You're still question. playing. Are you out there just to have know. people have fun or, or how do you feel? He did no. use the segue by the way, Roca, cause you were in the waiting room. He goes, he compared you to sting. And he said, speaking of great comparison, no, 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 no. great comparison, great comparison. I like I mean, that. I mean, there are there. There's no one better to be compared to, to be honest, but that's true. That's true. I think when Roca, when you look at, the way you played this season you played phenomenally you played some of the best trivia in, in your in your career it just didn't pan out in terms yeah. of wins for you i'm really i've been having the hardest time processing my year because it's like well what happened here because the the level of play i brought to every match 
has usually led to a victory or a W. Uh, and for whatever reasons, you know, one occasional question or, you know, with the Colin situation aside, I had Ethan on the ropes. Literally, if I get that Boris Karloff question or if I answer that five-pointer correctly, which is way out of left field, that five-pointer, um, I win that match and I'm on to face Dan and who knows what happens then. I have a great rec- track record against Dan Merle. So who knows if I'm the champion? The other thing, that speed round, you know, one question about uh, the character from the thing throws me off a little bit. You know, Dan answers some things or stumbles on a couple of things and, you know, we're in some trouble. But like I burned through that uh, Viola Davis category. Like, like nobody's business. So it's just like those little things that you're doing to show what uh, what you can bring to the table. It's just, I don't know, for whatever reason, there seems to be something missing that's not getting me over the top like in years past. And I, I've been thinking a lot about it over this time away because the reason I took that time that we had during the COVID situation to study more, to learn more, to get more in my head. Uh, and yet there are still some moments where you stumble. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's maybe the most frustrating yet rewarding year I've ever experienced in the Schmodown because I feel very confident once again about how I can play once I step into the ring just hasn't led to a lot of W's. Yeah, it's almost like averaging a triple-double for the season and then getting eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Mm, like Russell right. Westbrook. I'm just gonna, I just want to crap <laughs> nice on shot. Uh, I got to uh, say, though, guys, while you guys are talking right now, there's a lot of people chiming in in the comment section saying mm-hmm. that you may need a new manager. It may be a, oh. a time for a change of scenery for you. And yeah. to be fair, there's been a lot of rumors coming out of, whatever, out of the Finstock Exchange that you may be splitting up with Dan Merle. And I just, where are these rumors coming from? Who's starting them? I, I don't know. It's probably people in other factions. That's my brother. That is my brother for life. I love him. I've been by his side. He has re- he reinvigorated my love for the Schmodown. And this is no knock on Matt Nose, but I don't think I've had a better partner in the team's division than I've had with Dan Merle. The, the wealth wealth of knowledge combined is uh, incredible about w- when we step up to the plate to play uh, and behind the scenes, man, we genuinely are friends. We genuinely care about each other. I mean, we moved out of LA literally within weeks of each other. That's the kind of connective tissue we have. Uh, but I mean, I, and Mara as well, like he's just a genuinely awesome person. It's my honor to be his friend. It's my honor to call him goat and have people respect him once and for all. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't know where there's, I think those are other people in other factions giggling their butts off, trying to get us to break up. It, it's, it's crazy to me. So there's, there's no chance of this ever occurring because I think no. that some, it's, it's kind of like uh, Riley and, uh, and Ben is they're a great team together, Yeah. Um, but they kind of reached the ceiling. You don't think that y'all have reached the ceiling. You don't think you can, can you, Brad, can you, you go higher than what you, you just asked out loud? <laughs> if the outlaw had reached the ceiling, if Dan Merle had reached the ceiling, are you look, high? Look, 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 don't shoot the messenger. I'm just here to ask questions and, he, and here to get answers. All right. Except on this call, he donated $20. Oh, okay. Rochester, the problem with this season for you is because we had a digital year. Schmodown mm. is about the knowledge and the character. That's which a fair. is why you could have played way better in a live show. And it's also why you are the best if the best. Thank you. That's very kind. I, I well, well do, there could I have something to that though? Because I mean, look, we've all been adjusting to this new digital era, but you yeah. are so powerful of a force in person, John, mm. that I feel like taking that energy of that crowd that you love and you feed off of that live competition, there yeah. may be something to that. 
I, and you, you know what? And before you answer, John, yeah. I also want to add on to that. Even in studio matches, you have a presence and like an intimidation factor. I think that you bring that mm. might not feel the same via you know video screens. If you yeah. haven't seen the video of John getting ready for a match, <laughs> let me explain <laughs> what happens. Okay, you can go backstage behind the curtain before the matches. Yeah. And you, you'll be like, where's John? And then you'll see him sitting in the corner behind the stage with his hat tipped down, his mask on, just in full, like, in full yogi mode, just channeling everything. And you're just like, yeah. you know, he's got his headphones on. He's game ready. You don't talk to him yeah. before he goes out. You don't mess with that energy because yeah. he takes this game so seriously. It's true. And, and there's a whole prep. You know, you guys know sports, both of you very blessed to work in sports uh, professionally. And, you know, there are moments where you athletes have to get into a zone when they step up to play. And when you remove that ability to prep in a certain way, I mean, I love to bounce around after I'm done my meditation. I love to bounce around, love to listen to the, the, the um, clip that Eric created that montage clip of my, my greatest moments that gets me in the zone. Am I listening to Braveheart soundtrack or the man of steel soundtrack, whatever it is that makes me feel like an underdog. That's what gets me in the zone. I never feel like I'm the, the, the favorite in my mind when I walk out there. So it's always about getting myself in that zone and uh, removing that kind of like doing it in my office or doing it in my hallway just feels really weird. And it's been the hardest transition for sure. Like what is my mental prep to get in? So it just takes, it takes a little bit of time to kind of figure this out. And if we're going to stay virtually, I've certainly got to figure out whatever my prep needs to be to adjust to this so I can get into that mindset. And by that, by the way, it doesn't mean I've delivered bad games. That's the crazy no. part of it all is like, it just haven't just hasn't worked out for me uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but I do love the crowds and, you know, I know Dan and, other people crow about their live uh, records. My live record outside of the free-for-all is spotless. So, I mean, I, what can I tell you on stage? You've had the opportunity, though, to face some of the toughest, the toughest rookie class we've seen in a mm. long time. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about Oyama. We're talking about uh, Adam Collins. Collins. Yeah. yeah. They've taken you to task. You've had to really work your butt off. You have yeah. been the litmus test for these guys. And it makes me wonder, would you – potentially benefit from partnering up with one of those type guys, one of those younger players to get a, a better mix in terms of knowledge. I mean, wow. I know, I know you're such a, you're such a huge proponent of, and obviously your loyalty to Dan is unparalleled, yeah. but I'm yeah. like, it just makes me wonder what that would do to pair you with someone that's maybe a little younger. Well, you know, young people need a lot of attention. <laughs> Old people are relaxed, man. You get it, Jen. You remember, like, we're chill now, man. We relax a little bit. We yeah. look at the game. We're more circumspect. Young people, you know, it's, it's this all the time. And I don't know if I can handle that energy coming at me all the time. I like that Dan and I are more laid back. We're the guys shooting threes from the outside on the court while the young guys trying to drive and show off to those girls sitting on the side of the court. We're the one bouncing threes off the backboard winning the game. That's what I like about that situation. You know, I don't need to have a young uh, player get me motivated to play my game. I, I like having Dan by my side. It, it just feels so natural for us to be together. And so, you know, uh, but I totally respect the new people that have come along. It's been incredible. You know, look, Am I a, a a player in the game? Am I, a, dare I say this? And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like somebody else who likes to say this about themselves. I dare I say I'm an icon in the game? Yes, sure. But uh, I am also a fan of the game, right? right? I love to watch the game. I love to watch the players. And 
I know a lot of people who come in with the right mentality and respect for the game. And these people, the way they've stepped up, whether I give them credit begrudgingly or not, they have stepped up and shown what they can do, you know? And to me, the ribbing of Adam Collins is about prove it to me, kid, prove it to me, kid. I've seen, I've seen flash in the pans for many years, every season, and they fizzle away. Are you going to be someone who sticks around? Show me. And when they do show me, then I give them all the respect in the world, you know, as kind of a caretaker and one of the originals in this game. That's the way I approach whenever new people, whenever they come into the game. I, I think I think that's a, I think that's a good approach, and I think it's also why so many people have respect for what you've done in your career. As we look forward to to this this Schmodown spectacular, it's different from any other ones. Yeah, obviously your your main man Dan is going to be taking on one of those aforementioned rookies in Adam Collins. But aside yeah. from that match, what match is the outlaw looking most forward to? Well, look, I, I think since I was a heel for lack of a better term. And since Andrew Guy did what he did, there has been no one who has come into the game and upset people quite in the way that Chandru has. Mm. And I think I am so looking forward to see if that kid can back up the heel work. Can you back up what you're doing here are the dancing, all the, the comments at Smets that now people are kind of, you know, twisting around a little bit, yeah. all of that. Can you back that up? Can you handle the pressure of the fans legitimately turning on you legitimately thinking that you're a bad person? I certainly had to deal with that when I was first coming into the league in doing the things that I was doing. So can you handle that pressure and still deliver a great game and defend that belt against a very, very worthy candidate in Chance. And, you know, Chance earned his spot, beat his teammate in that final, and now he's ready to show that he can carry another belt, add more to his legacy. So there's there's these two young guys slamming into each other for a belt, one being def defending the belt for the first time in, I think, a very long time in the IG side of things, and another one trying to add another belt to cement his legacy or keep building his legacy. So I think we're going to, this is like that fist in Rocky four, you get the, the Russian fist and the American fist slamming into each other. That's what it feels like to me. So I'm very much looking forward to that match outside of the Dan uh, Collins match, but like all these matches are incredible. I mean, the Ayatollah of rock and roll is in the spectacular Gilmore. I never thought in my lifetime Sturger that I would see Chris Jericho in this thing. I just am just blown away by that. I look, look, I love Kevin Smith, but for me, it's Jericho being in our league is still something I pinch myself about every day. What a great guy to be a part of this, man. Would yeah, you I mean, want to play Chris Jericho? I would slap that fool's <laughs> face off. If he came into my ring, the Ayatollah would be Noah Mora. Let me tell you that right now. I would love to play play Chris Jericho. I would love it. Because, uh, uh, I mean, Y2J is one of the best. I mean, the whole thing, you know, to be able to take him on one-on-one -on -one and have some smack talk and, listen, have a promo off with Chris Jericho, that would be pretty, The I mean, pretty much the cherry on top of the cake. Because just having Booker T say my name sent me into the stratosphere. To play Chris Jericho would send me even further out there yeah. hanging out with Captain Marvel in whatever galaxy she's in. So it would be awesome. Hey, PLD, I think we should uh, clip this and put it on the Facebook page and uh, <laughs> see what we can do about this. I would like to get this match made next year. What about you? 
I'll get on that for sure. I want to see that more than anything at this point. You know, you, you talked about a promo battle with, with mm. one of the best ever, and, and you are one of the best promo guys, probably maybe the best in the history probably of the movie the trivia Thank you. Um, I, I, I think there's a couple of people who are even being able to mention in the same conversation as John Rocha when it comes to being on the mic. So for that, we want to spring something on you here a, a little bit out of, out of left field, uh, out of the blue, okay. unprepared. Jen Sturger, why don't you let Rocha know what we want to do with him right now? So Rocha, I probably should have <laughs> let you know this before we started this interview okay. today, but we do this little segment here where we, we have legends cut promos to our audience and in turn, let the audience cut promos back on them. And so I was wondering if we could just <laughs> kind of impromptu, if you wouldn't mind, cut a promo to challenge uh -huh. our coming up next audience uh -huh. to write a promo for you. Wow. To write a promo for me, I'm going to challenge them to write a promo for yes. me or, or, yeah. to go, yes. or to write a promo against, against me. Against you. Promo against against me. you. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. <laughs> we put the man on the spot here. <laughs> It looks like he's ready. It looks like he's getting getting that vibe. You know, I was walking around the world today and I felt an energy that woke me up. An energy I hadn't felt before ever. And it has come to ask something of me. The coming up next people. Apparently, they want to go one-on-one -on -one with the greatest one. And that is the outlaw, John Roca. Well, let me tell you something. Climb out of your mom's basement. Get out of your Starbucks. Stop talking to your friends online while you're playing your video game and give me your full attention. If you want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the man who built this Shmoda, the foundation that you get to enjoy, then you need to bring your A-game. Give me your best. What do you know? What's your, what's your genre? What's your film? What do you love? Show me what you love. And, don't, and when those knees get knocking... When your balls start liquefying, when you get nervous, when you turn pale, then you know you've brought your A game to the great one because you fear how he's going to come back at you. You fear how he's going to take you to task. See, I've played the best. I've beaten the best. As my brother Apollo Creed once said, I've retired more men than Social Security. So now if you want to come and play with me, you better put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants and get in this ring with me and let's dance. And don't tell your mama about it. I'll handle that after it's over. She'll come get you. Oh, there we go. Oh my gosh. Can oh my we God. just give this man a round of applause for just Roka, an incredible piece You had of me at right balls there. liquefying, okay? The balls are liquefying. Um, it's great. So if you want to challenge uh, John Roca, we want to send in your promo. What's the email again, PLD? Are you going to throw it, it up on the screen for the people? Coming, I already had it up during the entire promo. Coming up next, mts at gmail.com. Nice. Coming up next, go. mts at gmail.com. Send us your promos. That is a challenge that you're going to have to try to beat the outlaw of all outlaws, the goat of all goats, <laughs> one of the greatest of all time, a Mount Rushmo face, John the Outlaw Roka. John, do you have anything you want to let the people know that you got going on that they need to check out before we let you go? 
Yeah, look, uh, come and come aboard my uh, YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash John Roca says. Follow me at the Roca says on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. And hey, I've got something going on during this Christmas. Look, 2020 has been tough. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to talk about one Christmas movie every day on my channel? 25 days of Christmas on the Outlaw Nation. Don't let the promo fool you. I'm a sweetheart inside. And I love Christmas, as you can see behind me. And so getting to talk about one Christmas movie a day is so much fun. About 10 to 15 minute conversation about one and so come aboard if you need something to pick up your spirits or make you smile or make you remember why christmas is such an important part of the season and especially those of you who have a hard time during this season i'm going to have special messages for you on every one of these episodes to keep your spirits high and keep you going because i love you and i want you around we all do so there you go oh man i'm definitely gonna have to check that out i love christmas movies what can you just give me like your top top three it doesn't matter what my top three no i'm just going <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you, uh, this a countdown you're doing of your favorites? No, no, just 25 no, days. It's it's all over the place. Could be it's Christmas, Hanukkah, movie specials, whatever's around December. We're gonna throw it in and and, and take a look at it. Just did Happiest Season uh, the other day and Elf, and I'm doing Klaus uh, today. So there's a lot of different ones that get to be in the list, and I'm saving my babies for the week of Christmas. And my babies are It's a Wonderful Life. Certainly, number one, if you haven't seen that one, you got to get on that. Christmas Story, of course, number two. How can it not be number two? Uh, and one that has really come around and been something that I've, I've enjoyed watching over and over again. And I got to say, I'm going to settle the debate. My opinion, Die Hard. Die Hard, that's a Christmas movie. And it has moved up into three. Nipping at its heels, though, is Christmas Vacation, which I love okay. two pieces. There we so, go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Where are you going to put that tree, Griswold? Bend over. I'll show you. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. I wasn't talking to you. Anyway, love that one. Love that line. But, John, we appreciate you joining us, as Thank always, you. on Twitter, at the Roca Says, and Instagram, at the Roca Says. Thank you, John. We uh, will be hopefully seeing you very soon next season, competing at top tier, as you yeah. always have been. And enjoy Russell Westbrook. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. Much love. And much love to come up next, people. Bring A game. Bring it. That we'll have more coming up next after this. Turn, turn, turn. Right, Tell us go. the lesson we should learn. And land it on? Comic book. Comic book movies? Uh, yeah, I'll take it. All right. Comic gonna, book movies. He's just going to take comic gonna book take movies. Comic All right. Movies. All right, here we go. Mr. Bibiani, Beast, yes. your first question in the world of comic book movies. What hero said, I don't want to kill anyone. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Oh. Reminder to our first timers, you can opt for multiple choice. Five. Multiple four. choice. Your options are, is it A, Bruce Banner, B, Steve Rogers, C, Tony Stark, or D, Peter Parker? Steve Rogers. One point wow, okay. for Bibiani. Point. There you go. Your next question. Who played Harry Osborn in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy? Harry Osborn. The younger was James Franco. Two points for the Beast. In 2013's Man of Steel, Clark Kent's adopted hometown of Smallville is in which state? Still in Kansas, right? It is in Kansas. Okay. <laughs> they didn't move it. And we're not in All Kansas right. anymore. Your last question in round two. In Thor The Dark World. Oh, God. <laughs> Eric Selvig streaks naked at what landmark? Oh, it's Stonehenge. 
Two more points for Viviani. He is a beast, Christian. He is a beast. And now we see if Andreco has any sort of answer. All right, here we go. Mark, you're up. Give it a spin. Is there music? No. And it landed on? Oh, that is... 80s. 80s. Did you take it? I will take it. All right, Mark, in the category of 80s movies, who directed the film Parenthood? Oh, come on. Ron Howard. All right, two points for Andrego. You got Kansas for Smallville. Come on. I would have guessed Mississippi. Why would would you do that? (laughs) What is the line that helps Sarah defeat the Goblin King in Labyrinth? Oh, I'm not good at Labyrinth. Uh, I'll do multiple choice. Is it? A, I am the master of my fate. B, you have no power over me. C, I am the queen of destiny. D, you live only in my imagination. Hmm, can I phone a friend? Can can you repeat it one more time? Sure. A, I am the master of my fate. B, you have no power over me. C, I am the queen of destiny. D, you you live only in my imagination. I'm going to go. I'm not real certain about this. Uh, Five. I am the queen of my own fate. That is incorrect. You have no power over me. That is correct. Viviani, that's a big steal for two guys who are getting a lot of questions right. Question number three. Who played the conniving boss Catherine Parker in the 1988 hit Working Girl? Sigourney Weaver. That is correct. Oh, a big two points there. Andrego on the comeback tour. <laughs> wow. Your final question in round two. What is the name of the slimy news reporter in Die Hard? Oh, I'm, oh um, I, I definitely need the uh, multiple choice for this one. Is it A, Evan Baxter, B, Richard Thornburg, C, Lewis Witt, D, Peter Thorndike? Richard Thornburg? That is correct. All right, there you go. What a round. So look at this. At the end of round two, it is 14 to 11. The Beast has a three-point lead. And welcome back to coming up next on the boat. Brad Gilmore joined by Jennifer Sturger. We just had the outlaw John Roca on and make sure you send over your promo battling one of the greatest of all time. And we will air it here. If it's quality, we will air it here on coming up next. You know, there's a screening process here, Jen. Not everybody can get on the show. You know what I mean? We need top billing over here. But um, before we wrap up today, we have a couple of more things that we're going to give to the great people. And first, we're going to do a segment that we like to call Love It or Leave It. Jen, we'll have a prompt. We'll have a topic. And you will simply say whether you love it or you'd like to leave it in the past. And today, I think, is a highly contested and contentious issue amongst mainly the movie Jewish put on players as well as the viewers and fans. Here it is. Love it or leave it, Jen. Should spinners and opponent's choice remain on the wheel? What do you think? Yes, of course they should remain on the wheel. In my opinion, I feel like those two slices 
are part of the game. They're part of the the luck of the game and and just in general, like I don't like it when people take them off the wheel because I feel like that takes away from some of the gamesmanship. Then it's just about movie trivia knowledge and it's not about how well you play the game. And I think right. there are certain players that excel in the way they play the game versus they aren't as good at trivia. Do you know what I'm saying? So in my opinion, I think taking those off the wheel, it makes it harder for people that are just pure trivia people. You know, like it makes it harder for people who aren't pure trivia people is what I'm saying. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think that what we've seen is certain players are better, as you just said, better at playing the game. Other players are better at answering movie trivia questions. And that is why the most knowledgeable trivia player isn't always the most successful when it comes to this game because you have to strategize. You have to know your opponent's weaknesses. And I think that it's a very strategic move. We saw Paulo Yama do it um, in his title defense against Jeff Snyder, leaving opponents and spinners on the wheel. And um, you saw how that played out for him when it came to the betting round, if I if my memory serves me correct, where Jeff's Jeff Snyder spun and or they spun and it landed on spinners and we went with Harry Potter, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that that shifted that game into Paulo Yama's favor. I love him on the wheel. And I think that they should always be on the wheel, even in championship matches. I understand it's the champion's right to choose it, but I like the element of the game and I love it when we have those epic moments, right, where Andrew Guy will spin opponent's choice and then Ben Bateman spins spinner's choice and then decides to spin again and then lands on spinner's choice again. I mean, it's just – I just love that moment so much. So I think that they should always remain on the wheel, but I see a lot of people say that they should go, that they don't like how it would change the outcome of the game. Um, even recently when someone got spinners and opponents – um, I think it was earlier this year, was it the, I think it was the odd couple in Who's the Boss, where there was a mm -hmm. spinner's opponent's uh, uh, battle there, where an odd Look, couple got opponents. if you want to leave it on the wheel for maybe non-title matches, I think that's mm -hmm. that's a given. But I think when people take Two them off as... $20. Just leaving it there from my experience, there has been a gentleman's agreement in most championship matches to not have those slices on the wheel. The exception being Paul Oyama, who includes it for his strategy, as Brad said. Yeah. Let's see, that's what makes Paul Oyama smart. You know what I'm saying? That's what I makes the man I think that I appreciate that, though. And as someone who enjoys strategy, I think taking them off the wheel removes some of that, and it just makes it basically like you're answering bar trivia. And I don't want to do that. I want to play a game. I want there I wanna... to be competition. I want there to be some gamesmanship involved. You know what I mean? I want to outthink somebody and out-strategize somebody, in my opinion. And that's the element of the game that makes it interesting. Like you said, if it was a straight trivia battle, this it wouldn't be as popular. It wouldn't be selling out uh, theaters worldwide or, or nationwide, rather. Um, so I, I think that they should always remain and stay. But I'd like to see what people in the comments say. Maybe I can be persuaded. I'm not unpersuadable, if that's a word. I'm not unpersuadable. You can persuade me to uh, to go against that. So I'd like to see what people say in the chat below, or if you want to send it a super chat so we can read it on the show, I'd like to hear it. But, Jen, we have to get to what we promised the folks a couple of weeks we ago. And I was making jokes about you having gray hair and Roka being 61, but I'm going to have to put my glasses on so I can read this scene. <laughs> Without fail, so excuse me while I do this. Okay, so we're going to be reading a scene from Back to the Future 1 that you all paid to see, and I am going to be Marty McFly waking up in 1955 with my mother, who's now physically attracted to me, it would seem. All right. Yes. Now, so Jen, if you thought you... it was weird before, if you thought we had weird brother-sister energy before, it's about to get even weirder. So. Okay. 
enjoy we go. the awkwardness. All right. Ready? Ready, PLD? <laughs> oh, is that, is, that, is that your stinger for me? Hit it again, so that's when I'm going to start. You ready? Mom? Mom? Mom, is that you? There, there now. Just relax. You've been asleep for almost nine hours now. I had this horrible nightmare. I, I dreamed I went back in time. It was, it was terrible. Well, safe and sound now. Back in good old 1955. 1955? Wait a minute. You're my, you're my, you're my, you're my. My name's Lorraine. Lorraine Baines. Uh, yeah, but you're so, uh, you're so, uh, you're so thin. Just relax now, Calvin. You've got a big bruise on your head. Uh, where are my pants? Over there. On my hope chest. I've never seen purple underwear before. Well, Calvin. Calvin? What? Why, why, why do you keep calling me Calvin? Well, that's your name, isn't it? Calvin Klein? It's written all over your underwear. Uh, uh, um, actually, people... Oh, I, people, I guess they, uh, they call you Cal, huh? Uh, people actually, they call me Marty. Oh, pleased to meet you, Calvin, Marty, Klein. Do you mind if I sit here? Uh, no, uh, no, fine, no, yeah, uh, no, good, 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 fine, fine, that's fine, yeah. That's a big bruise you have there. Ah! Uh, uh, <laughs> Lorraine, are you still up there? My God, it's my mother. Put your pants back on! Uh, and scene. There we go. Back uh, to the future. I just got a call from Bob Zemeckis. He has changed his mind. He is going to do a reboot now, and he wants to talk to you guys <laughs> after the show. Oh, uh, I just realized. I was like, it's so hard to act through Zoom. I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you I know um, me. I yeah, I haven't yeah. done any uh, acting stuff through Zoom yet, so that should be an interesting class to take. You know, I, I've never done any acting, uh, mm. I, except for I was in one independent film that you can find on YouTube called Live, Love, Laugh. It was a romantic comedy. And I, I had a little, I had a little, what I like to call a heat check. You know what I mean? One little scene, rocked it. I mean, rocked it. Uh, premiere had them all laughing. Everyone wanted my picture, you know, autographs. Uh, the sequel was going to be based on me, but it you know, didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. It didn't come out, you oh. know. I've been in some movies and stuff too. I gotta, we gotta find some of those clips. Some of them are not suitable for uh, the show, but that's that's for another day. That's for another day. We raise enough yeah. money. I may have to dig those up for you guys. Oh well, now I think. Oh my. Okay, well, I think we have a goal now for next week that we'll for have to week? set. If we want to see uh, uh, clips from, I'm I'm sure that Jens are more entertaining than mine. My oh yes, they scene. are. They but, very much are. Okay. <laughs> Well, there you go. We know what we're going to be doing next week, but do we have any Streamlabs or Super Chats PLD that we did not get to? We did. I'm going to replay one because one schmobot happened during the break, so I'm going to replay one first. Let me do this. All right. It's coming up. Just give me a second. No problem. And Thank next. you for everyone participating in the chat right now. A lot of people loved uh, your Lorraine, Jen. We had, we had a lot oh, of good Lorraine. Thank you. It's funny because uh, I, I really wanted to get my hair like all done up and Sepp short. Sepp underscore did you donated $20. Thank you. What if the Schmoluminity is ran by Drew McQuine? The more you think about that one, the more it makes sense. Hmm. Sepp underscore did you donated $20. Oh. 
What if the Shmaluminity is ran by Drew McQuine? Okay. You just re the more you think <laughs> about that one, the more it makes sense. There you go. I like that. I like that idea. That's an interesting idea. Again, I'm sticking by Frank Janish, but I, I do like the idea of Drew McQueenie retiring and then uh, destroying Andrew Guy's life and career. I, I do like this idea. I just idea. don't get the motivation behind it. But you know what? Well, maybe it's because he kept missing, he kept uh, losing partners, so he kind of mm. snapped. Maybe that's what it was. I like that one. He should come back as like a fiend type character. Ooh. There you go. There we go. Bray Wyatt style. Uh, I can dig it. I can definitely um, dig do we have any more PLD before we get out of here? We do have a few more real quick. Brandon Buck donated, said, Can we all celebrate and give props to Andrew Guy for his amazing cutscenes this last couple of weeks? Been great. Yeah. yeah, they've been great. We talked about him on the Schmodown Rundown extensively, and I really think that that is Andrew Guy's role in the movie Tribute Schmodown, being that guy right. is Andrew yeah. Guy. 100% agree. Love that You're guy. So proud I had to add my little <laughs> apostrophe S there. So proud of yourself for that one. Wow, you're, you're smiling big time on that one. Okay, uh, we got 156 Impulse donated saying, I love this year's Schmodown. I'm so excited for the Star Wars match. Go Ace. Let's go. By the way, Jen, you look beautiful. Aw, thanks so much. I don't have eyelashes on today. I just kind of melded in. No love for <sighs> me. I mean, did you see the scarf that I had on earlier? If you could see my feet. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't there's matter. only one man that can wear a scarf. That's true. And that is. Well, actually, there's <laughs> several. Several men who can wear scarves. Yeah. And I'm one of them. Um, one more left. Was... One, one more, more left. Jeremiah Morris, our, our good friend of the show there, the best wrestler ever to appear in the Schmodown was X-Pac because he helped the action guys beat Roka and Nost. Nice. First of all, that's not true. Um, I mean, the, that's a true fact, but he's not the best wrestler to appear in the Schmodown. That's, that's a false. That's a falsehood. That's a falsehood. <laughs> Uh, Jericho, because he's competed, then hasn't, wait, wasn't The Rock on an episode of The Schmodown? Technically? Uh, I thought it was like an interview, like he made a... Yeah. I think we put the clip on there, so that counts. Technically. Uh, Booker's there. I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple before X-Pac. I love Sean, though. Love, <laughs> shout out to Sean Walton. Big fan of Sean. But, uh, he's not number one on my list. But Jen Sturger, I think... That that has done it for this week here on Coming Up Next. We did it. We did it again. We did took that again. break. We came back strong. Make sure you send in those promos for John Roca and Jin. Why let the people know whatever you got going on? This show and a quarantine. So <laughs> <laughs> come back next week, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. I missed you guys over Thanksgiving. And uh, be safe out there, okay? Ditto. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear.
That's K-N-I-X dot com.